We, we have an update, Josh Helmer. We have an update on Friday's remote location. Can we, uh, can I say this on the air now, Perry? Yeah, I can, right, TJ? Let me double check. Let me triple stamp the double stamp. We will not be at Windstar. Let me double check with TJ real quick. I know he was listening. Can I say it on the air yet or not? Think so? Um, we are, um, <laughs> we're going to be on a, at a place called Therapy to Go. It's a liquor store. It's a drive through liquor store on Ar- Ardmore. I know, right? And the name is Therapy to Go? Therapy to Go. So, yeah. There you go. Cool. Um, We got a Facebook page. Got a, got a website. Oh, 4.9, five-star review. Perry Spencer says yes. Wine, beer, and spirits show. Uh, store and pretty cool now i'm just saying for the people at therapy to go um when we were at bedre chocolate they gave me a bunch of chocolates not putting any pressure on here or anything but i'm just saying 1600 west broadway in ardmore which means I'm going to be in another hostel to get to Dallas for my 2 o'clock show. Um, anyhow, welcome back into the Plank Show. Sorry to hear that for you. A um, lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff to get to. You ready to roll? I'm ready. All right, time for the top five stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Best reels in the Metro Newcastle Casino with happy hour Mondays through Friday, 3 to 6. Ted was out there yesterday, plus off-track betting all at Newcastle Casino. Let's go. Big story number five. Number five. Perry's sending me pictures of this place. This is awesome. And again, just a reminder, guys and gals, at Therapy to Go, Bedre Chocolate gave me chocolates during the remote. I'm not just saying, I'm saying. All right, um, big story number five. Am I going to get in trouble if I do a baseball highlight from last night? No, of course not. Here we go. Philadelphia Phillies are going to the postseason. In a year... When they fired their head coach. Ready to jump that rail and start a celebration. Dubon waiting on the 12th pitch. And here it is. Swung on, popped up, shallow center, coming on Marsh on the run. (laughs) And the Phillies, for the first time in 11 years, will head back to the postseason. Bro, they had a party in the press box. (laughs) Yeah. How many people are in this booth? My goodness. Who are they? Who are they, the Woo! Washington Commanders broadcast team? Have you, I know we've got a lot of people in our crew, right? But literally the Washington Commanders have, I think, five people that are on the air during their broadcast, and they all sit next to each other. I feel like the Phillies do too. Here's what it looks like as of now for the baseball head in you for, for Friday as we start something new in Major League Baseball with these best of three wild card series, eight teams, four series, best of three. 
Nothing is official yet except that the Guardians, Blue Jays, Cardinals, and Mets will be the home teams. And if I understand these correctly, right, all three of these games are at the home team site. They don't go 1-1-1. It's all three in those stadiums. So it looks like it will be Blue Jays, Mariners, with the winners moving on to play Houston. Cleveland, Tampa, with the winner moving on to play the Yankees in the American League. In the National League, Cardinals, Phillies, with the winner moving on to play the Braves. Thank you. I needed to avoid the Braves. Or, excuse me, the Cardinals, because Dodgers just... Um, and then the Mets and the Padres with the winner moving on to play the Dodgers. Boy, if the Padres eliminate the Mets, that's going to set up a brawl in that divisional series. So the postseason field is set with the Phillies win last night. Now we'll just wait on what those matchups will look like as the Phillies survive and stave off a late push by the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers, who were in first place in midseason, now <laughs> miss the playoffs. Anything else to add on baseball except that uh, the Royal season is over? That makes you happy that you don't have to live that misery? Aaron Judge still at 61, right? Three more games to hit 62. Yep, he is still stuck on 61. You think he's going to get there? If I'm the Rangers, I'd walk him the rest of the year. I don't think he's getting 62. I'd walk him the rest of the year. Um, big story number four. Number four. Number four. Could you imagine? What are they doing? They're walking him. Why? Oh, no. Because they're cowards. <laughs> all right, let's go through this. First of all, Jerry Jones is talking a lot, and I guess Dak Prescott is practicing, but we don't know how well he's looking. Oh, that I'd call that throwing. Sorry, let me try that again. I don't know how that unplugged when nothing happened in here. I really don't know that I'd call that throwing, what he's doing, but he's certainly got uh, uh, movement, but uh, I wouldn't know if uh, he's throwing at a level that you could uh, say the grip and everything is uh, effectively a, a good throw, a good uh, normal passing throw. Mm. So in other words, he looks good. Or excuse me, he's working, but we don't know how he looks. And Jerry Jones on Cooper Rush's play. I just can't say enough about how his play, what it possibly has done for this team this season, and to give us a chance to sit here after these last three ball games and maybe have the opportunity we've got uh, for the rest of the year. It's amazing, and it's it's far more than I could have ever expected. Meanwhile, uh, Mike McDaniel officially ruled out to a tongue of Aloha for Sunday, and the Dolphins are standing behind their concussion protocols. When you're talking about matters of the of the brain, and I, I'm not going to ever pretend to be a foremost expert on it, as long as the protocols are derived with the proper spirit, if it helps players and keeps them safe, um, the Miami Dolphins will be all for it. Meanwhile, Matt Rule's hot seat is warming up. If I make it about me, I'm not really the, the coach that I want to be and who I say I am. I, it's always about the players. It's always about our team. You know, we're one in three. We've had a, some close ball games. It just uh, just wasn't good enough last night. So as the head coach, I'll always, you know, stand up first and, and, and uh, put it on my shoulders. But I think at the end of the day, we, we just uh, we're just going to keep trying to get better. 
You guys are giving me some hilarious advice on Arden Moore right now. Meanwhile, one other note, Bill Belichick was kind of questioned about concussion treatment. I've definitely done that before. That's Oh, yeah. If I see a player that I think is not functioning properly for some reason it hasn't been identified, then absolutely I would. And, I, yeah, I have done that. I would say not recently. Those are things that have happened, you know, at other points in my career. But, yeah, absolutely. If the player doesn't look like he's functioning properly, we evaluate him with the medical people. But even if the medical people were to clear a player, we still go through a coaching clearance to make sure that he's ready to play football, not just medically cleared. We always have a secondary evaluation on that. I, I don't know. To me... This is one of those classic moments where, again, everyone wants to act outraged when they truly don't care. You don't care. You don't. You don't care how a guy is treated about a concussion unless you're related to him. And, uh, or unless they're your friend. For the most part, it's, we'll get him back, get him back. Look, look at how some people are acting this week. Well, is he going to play? You know, it's, it's a reality of it. Oh, come on. When I was, when I was playing, and I'm fine now. It, it's even, what was I thinking about? We, we were talking, I'm going to be very generic here. I was talking with someone about a, a player this weekend, not an OU player. And they said, hey, it was really good to see him tough that out and get back out there. And I thought, boy, what a fine line you walk, right? And being smart with your body and not toughing it out. Wild. All right, um, anything else from like, I'm going to get the Monday Night Football game here next, but anything else in the news cycle yesterday or Money that kind of caught your ear. I mean, just just to your point right there, that's the the nature of it. Injuries in football, right? Right. We're getting smarter about concussions, but there is still kind of just some of those old stereotypes about you play right. You play through it. You play hurt. Mm. Obviously, a concussion. That's that's not one of the injuries you can do. That all right? Big story number three. Number, number three. three. Last night, you had a big defensive play that turned the tide in the Niners-Rams game. Cooper Cup, right. Stafford going to throw up. Right! Intercepted and coming back the other way. Talanoa Hufunga. Touchdown! San Francisco! The big, bad wolf! <laughs> uh, 49ers Radio Network, San Fran wins it 24 tonight oh one story to make our Steeler fans happy with us make uh sooner Lisa and Terry and the crew all happy with us Kenny Pickett is atop the depth chart for the Steelers should be the most shocking news of the week is everyone okay after watching Mitch Trubisky play all right um big story number two number two we're knee-deep in Texas prep right as we get set so steel man Went soundbite hunting for us and found a couple of good ones from Steve Sarkeesian. First, um, he was asked about Brent Venables and where Oklahoma is right now. Brent's a heck of a football coach, man. They're going to win a lot of football games. Uh, I've known him a long time. He's done it at a high level wherever he's been. Um, and anytime you're in the process of, of building a program, uh, it, it's never easy, but that's why we do it. You know, he, he, just, like, just like myself, Brent knows what he signed up for. You know, when, when you take on a job and the magnitude of this or, or there, um, there's expectations and there's a standard to which, you know, that we 
internally, you know, hold to of, of what we're expected to coach to and play to. And, and it's not, there's no secret to it all, you know, so um, they'll be okay. He, he's a heck of a coach. And I think there was a little bit more what on the quarterback situation. Is that right too, or no? Yeah, I- Sark talking about rat poison. Oh, that's right, rat poison. This is good, Coach. Usually, we would never use the term rat poison with Texas OU week, but the fact that they have played the way they have, you guys are coming off such a good, good game. Is there any way you guys go into this game not being, you know? whatever 100 percent committed first of all I, I appreciate the reference to rat poison so that that was that was good um <laughs> I, I don't know how we could ever think to do that um this this rivalry this game um and what it all stands for and the way these two teams plays have have played in this game for decades uh we know more than ever uh, we're, we're going to get the best version of them uh, we need to make sure that they get the best version of us. Uh, they're a very talented team. They're an extremely well-coached team. Hey, we, we go through ebb and flows of a season, new coaching staff, new team. I, we went through it too, but uh, this team's really good, and they play really hard, and they're really well-coached. And uh, last time I checked this morning when I walked in our building, the golden hat wasn't in there. So we got plenty to, to get ourselves prepared to go for. There you go. It's pretty good stuff. I don't know what he's been watching on tape, but appreciate the kind words. Got me mid-swallow on that one. I uh, I appreciate the demeanor, but in all honesty, Josh, I when they watch what TCU and Kansas State were able to do. They, oh, he's got to be licking his chops. They've got to be frothing right now at the opportunity to be able to get after this team and get that gold hat in Austin right now. I mean, they've got to be. Hudson, and Quinn. Right. Come, come over here. It's And it's got to be on Oklahoma to fix it. Just just chuck it up toward the corners. <laughs> just just They're going to grab and hold and pass interference. Just throw it up. They don't. They don't B- trust what they're doing. B. John, just run through the just run through the A gap. There's nobody there. You know what? That's still kind of the most surprising thing in all of this to me, is how Oklahoma has struggled in stopping the run. Right? They'd been so good, so good against it, and now it's just Whew. all right. Um, well, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh. Uh, Brent Venables slated to speak to the media today. Double check, see if he's see if our man Drake is uh, filling airtime right now, or if Coach. Yep. Oh no, not quite yet. Coach Venables will speak with the media in a bit. The captains have been announced. Now these are the first two-time captains that we've had, and I think I think this is kind of similar to the crew that were captains in Game One against Utah. David Aguebu, Braden Willis, Chris Murray, Deshaun White, and Justin Broyles. Maybe it's just the losing, but I think I'm kind of over the rotating captains thing. <laughs> just pick captains and let's go. Give, give them the, the red blazer and enough already. Hey, when we come back, we owe you some Ted Roof, right? And we also got a little bit more from the players last night during their media availability and then – uh, once we see Coach Venables has hit the dais, we'll dive into a little bit more of what we learned for the Big 12 this weekend. Top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Off, exit, 
107, 177, that'd be something. Off exit 107, located off I-44. It's the Plank Show. Some, uh, you know what's shown up a lot in my timeline today? Is some Trevor Knight strays. Have you seen this on the and on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Um, Mark hit me up and said, "Why is Trevor Knight shooting his mouth off about BV?" Um, let's see, what was the other one here? Yeah, who did he talk to? How do we feel about Trevor Knight calling this season a failed one already? Well, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, in all fairness, there is a lot of Sooner fans on this air. Comfort Solutions text line saying the same things. I you know Trevor is he's rotating in on the Huddle Show with Toby and Gabe, but he's also I, this podcast pe- keeps popping up in my feed. It's like those gambling podcasts that have two people watching them, but they're always live. It's called like Field of Twelve. I think it's from like Jeff Goodman's Field of Sixty Four stuff, and he gets paid ten million dollars. Right, do right, exactly, exactly. Hi, welcome to BetNow.com. Here's two hosts. There's four people watching this right now. We're paying each of these guys fifty grand per show. <laughs> um, what a cush gig. No injury updates off the top of the Brent Venables press. Or not, not to. I just don't. I haven't heard it yet. And listen, I, again, you're you're going you're coming to the wrong place if you want someone to tell you that. Well, at least for this show. I mean. <laughs> If if it's all doom and gloom and you're all done, we're gonna give you an honest assessment of what we see. We're gonna be fair. We're gonna have we're gonna have fun around it, or at least try to. And it's not a place that's gonna call players stupid or morons or idiots or coaches the same way. But we're gonna have fair assessments of it. So it's not a failed season yet, but it's trending in that direction. I, I think is how I would evaluate things right now today. There has never been a more must-win game in the history of this program maybe than Saturday. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gigantic for Oklahoma. Brent Venables didn't commit to starting Davis Bevel this e- this weekend either if Dylan Gabriel is unable to go. Okay, so there's other options on the table. Parker Thune says we'll have three quarterbacks taking reps this week. Mm. Interesting. So who are the three? Gabriel, Bevel, Evers? Probably Booty. Yeah. That would be my guess. Did he but then specify? Again, hold on. We, we don't even know if Dylan Gabriel's taken reps yet. So maybe it is those three. Did not specify. And, Coach, you know, we were talking about just going back through some of the injuries they suffered. Uh, he did say moments ago that they don't have any updates. They don't have any updates on – guys and where they are injury wise and he wasn't really going to speculate on it um but basically um too early in the week you know a couple of these highlights here real quick sure um get john shin tweeting like a fool through this on the defensive struggles desire has been there but the discipline hasn't we have to play with better discipline there's countless examples of the first part of the season in fall camp where guys were doing things well. We just have to do it consistently. Um, Eric Bailey with this on the injuries. 
There's some injury situation still up in the air. I'm really not going to talk about any of those right now until I have clarity on who's going to be available and who's not. Today's not the day for that. On the quarterback situation, if Gabriel can't go, quote, oh, hold on here. Obviously, Bevel is the first one who went in last week. We are going to have three quarterbacks taking reps this week just in case and see how it goes. And he did confirm that the major stripling miss last week were injury situations. I, both seem to be working through some things over the last few weeks. Strip gave it a go against Nebraska, had like one nice play, but just couldn't go. And obviously we saw Major get dinged up late in that Kansas State game. So And Stripling coming back healthy, I mean, could be a big difference maker for Oklahoma. I know that, you know, because of the injuries, it just hasn't played out that way for him. But this is somebody that was was out there flying around in the Alamo Bowl. They need him back. Um, Yeah, he looked really good in the Alamo Bowl, right? I mean, looked really good. And just one more body to pair with Downs and Grimes and everybody out there. You know, I, I will say for me, that's one of the most unfortunate things this, the past few weeks as we talked about Grimes and, and Downs doing a lot of things that you don't see in the box score. But now they're not even doing those things. Yeah. Right. I mean, we saw it points in that game where you saw the youth movement early. And unfortunately, there's really only, I guess, what, with our Mason Thomas hurt and still missing, there's really only one guy that you look at and say, hey, that's him and there's Grayson Alton right now. So we'll yeah. see how it plays out. D- defensive tackle, this team, this program needs to get much, much better. It looks like they are, right? It looks like they are whenever it comes to the um, the recruiting side of things. All right, um, so we'll, more from BV is where – Allowed to to bring it to you. Steelman's going to be all over it. Parker is there front and center. So we got you covered right now in the Brent Venables press conference. Do you still feel, as we segue quickly to the Big 12, do you still feel, Josh Helmer, like this is going to be a league? Well, maybe I shouldn't say, do you still feel? I feel like this is a league that's going to have a two-loss team playing its conference championship game. What do you think? Agreed. Yeah, I think probably one of the two teams will have multiple losses. I think there's a chance that that Oklahoma State gets in there maybe with one loss. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma State's schedule. Now, remember, most conference teams have, uh, you know, we're, we're only two games into this season. Oklahoma State and TCU have played one conference game. So they got to play each other, right? And Oklahoma State still has a beast. That trip to Fort Worth is looming next Saturday. They've got to go to Kansas State. They've got to go to Kansas, and they still have to come here. So Oklahoma State's looking good right now, and they and they should. That was a big win over Baylor, and they're up in the top ten. Clearly in the driver's seat based on what we've seen so far. But their toughest challenges are still to come. Well, and they have, they got a lot of them, if, as everybody does. If you were to say, if you were to say, Josh Helmer, that your favorites to play in the championship game in the Big Twelve are. If I were to tell you I don't have Kansas as one of my favorites to play in the Big 12 championship, despite the fact that they're 2-0 and to start the conference season and 5-0 and overall, would you agree? 100% okay. agree. Now, they can drastically alter my opinion by beating TCU in front of a game day crowd this Saturday. If they do that, then all of a sudden they have to be on that legitimate short list 
to to get into the Big 12 championship game to contend for the thing. But And I love Jalen Daniels, and it's sure. no disrespect to the Jayhawks. They are vastly, vastly improved. But right now, I'm putting a little bit more stock. First of all, I think Oklahoma State's the best team in the conference right now. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I would look at both TCU and Kansas State, and it's not because they played Oklahoma. Those would be the next two for me that mm. I'm looking at to, to get into the Big 12 championship game. Mm. And I'd probably say – Probably TCU would be my number two behind Oklahoma State right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'm not going to rule out Baylor quite yet. Um, Agreed. I would probably have Baylor in front of Kansas for I'm me not, too. It's, I'm not like really ruling out anyone right now. I mean, I know everyone's down on Oklahoma and, and it's frustrating, but we've seen teams look terrible and turn it around. No, not to that degree, but – Saturday could go a long way in changing some opinions. Oh, before we break, I saw my man Drew England reached out. Tweets at us. Can't wait to see you tonight in Tulsa for the Beat Texas Bash with the OU Club at Tulsa. Very excited about that. It has now become like my only trip I make to Tulsa anymore since my son is is off to military school. Well, that doesn't sound right. Off to West Point. But, yeah, I'm pumped. I don't <laughs> – I've talked to the OU Club of Tulsa after a loss before, and I don't know if I've ever talked to him after a loss like this. <laughs> but I'm still excited to go see my friends up in Tulsa, Drew and his crew. So I'll be there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're at Billy Sims Inside the Farm. You're doing that tonight? Tonight. Starts at 6 o'clock. So you got to roll out of here as soon as we're done. Um, I got a little time. I'm going to go take the dogs on a walk. I don't know. Leave about 2 o'clock. Listen to some Brent Venables presser. Yeah, probably leave about two, maybe one thirty, or get there early and go go throw a little bit. See if McClure Park is still open. I've played disc golf in a while. No, in my like, I'll go throw and hurt my arm or something, and that'll be the that'll be hurt all weekend. But no, no, no. Yeah, I'm excited. I love going to Tulsa. I love the OU club at Tulsa. Obviously, if it's not for them, I don't. I'm probably not doing sidelines for the Oklahoma Sooners. So pumped to be there. 6 p.m. at the farm. I'll see you in Tulsa tonight with the OU Club at Tulsa. All right, let's hit the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Plus, plus, plus. More from the NFL next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, here is Brent Venables on the leadership of this team from his press conference. Um, oh, sorry. That sink you some plugging. Oh, you you were playing it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, I've been pleased with it. If you ask the leaders, if they all came up, they would tell you that, hey, man, there's, we got to do more. We got to be more detailed. We got to be more consistent about, you know, some of our off-the-field habits, studying and things of that nature. They, that's what they would say, uh, you, know, you know, the all-around commitment. But I've been really, you know, pleased with the buy-in. Uh, with a group of guys, you know, and, uh, you know, what we're asking them to do. At OU underscore football just had that uh, moment. Did you see Joey's tweet? Huh? Ben Venable said Oklahoma's win against Kansas last year was an act of God to win that one. Do with that what you will, Joey wrote. Said he was talking about the close win against Texas along with several others. And I like this, too. A year ago, I was on a Clemson team that was 4-3, and three, and everyone wanted to burn everything down. That team made a decision to get better and not be influenced by outside noise, but be influenced by straining to do everything and improve every day. So, 
And now they're looking pretty good. Now they're an undefeated football team that went on the road and got a gut check and beat Wake Forest, and they're rolling. So, couple of things from the BV presser as we speak. All right, you want to um, you want to the Air Comfort Solutions text line here? Sure. Why Is it not? worth it? I put a lot of things in the prep page from earlier in the show, so let's kind of catch up here a little bit. To me, it's the best way to stay in touch with the show. 405-651-3439. This is from the 731. Y'all might have touched on this yesterday or earlier today. However, if you had to pick, would you rather have the defense become more simplified and go back to playing vanilla with the current starters or keep adding more schemes but start to see what the younger players can do? I want to do whatever wins. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> my, my exact response. It's a, great, it's a great question, though. I'm not trying to dismiss it. It's a great point. But here's, here's the issue is if you go – you can't be simple in anything. And, man, where's my old school fans at? Let's go back to when we were doing sports talk, you know, 3, 04, 05. You know, go back 16, 17 years ago. And that was the complaint, right? Too complicated. They're trying to be too complicated. They're trying to be too um, too creative. But you've got to be multiple. That's, if there was one thing I took from being multiple, it's recruiting, man. you got to show these kids that when they come here, they can do a little bit of everything. Now, can you do things to simplify it? I'm sure you can. But, you know, I, I didn't realize, and obviously, like I – tell you guys every day on this show I really I try to preach when it comes to football from the book of Ted and it's a really really good book but even he said these are these are simple mistakes that are leading to this and they're just you can't whenever was like do they need to get more simplified I think Eddie put this out on Twitter yesterday bro you're in cover three and a guy busts an assignment it's not much simpler than cover three in college football so, even some of the easy things aren't being followed like they should. From the 405, anything else you want to add to? I'm sorry. I just, I'm not trying to talk X and O. I'm just saying, let's go. Yeah, I would just say, said this yesterday, the three down lineman thing, it ain't working. So, whatever it is, don't do that. <laughs> uh, from the 405, BV still learning to be a head coach. Buck stops with him. I just think. He needs to see that defense and take a stand himself. Slow down the offense a bit. I trust in him. He's definitely learning how to be a head coach. There's no doubt about that. There's a couple more. The rest of the season needs to be devoted to rebuilding for next season and to let his coaches get their ears wet. Let the players play and the coaches coach. Boomer. Yeah, I mean, you got to play for the now, though, too. And that's why, again, the previous question, do you let the – you know, and it kind of depends on – tell me what's going to happen this week. Does Oklahoma beat Texas? Because if they beat Texas this week, then all of a sudden this can turn into a pretty good 2022 if you start winning. Right. But if you're telling me that they're going to be 0-3 in Big 12 play and, you know, 3-3 three and three overall, then – Okay, well, yeah, let's play some young guys and let's do some more complex things and let's see how much we can squeeze out of this season in terms of, you know, streamlining things along for the younger players for Oklahoma. But if there's an element of winning still for 2022, then let's, yeah, let's simplify things. Let's do whatever 
is best for this team to position it to win right now. So, yeah, I mean, let, let's build for the future, but you can do both at the same time. You can build for what's ahead while still winning now. Don't don't sacrifice the now just yet. Now, again, if we're having the same conversation a week from now or two weeks from now, then sure, punt on the season and let's let's start thinking about let's move on. You know <laughs> what the future looks like. Let's talk some softball. Seven three one's been on fire this morning. What does the quarterback room look like? Why is Micah Bowens buried? If Bevel is playing, I'm putting the house on Texas. The dude was lost as a 90-year-old in the Huggies aisle. First of all, when you're 90, you're not wearing Huggies. You're wearing adult Depends. <laughs> Stop. That's mean. Number two, they're, you know, Micah, Micah Bowens, let's just, I like Micah, right? He seems like a super dude. But you now have a coaching staff at Penn State and two different coaching staffs at Oklahoma that he, he couldn't break through, right? So who, maybe he's one of the three, Josh, that's getting reps this weekend. Maybe he is. I don't know. But, I mean, it just – it seems as if that's a – a, a conversation that's not worth having anymore. Right. If if he was going to be if he was going to be a guy in the mix, you would think that he would be traveling number 1 and he's not traveling. If he was going to be a guy in the mix, you would think that he would be someone that is mentioned and he's not been mentioned. So I I I get it. I understand it. When things look the way they did last week, you suddenly start thinking, well, what about this guy? What about why isn't this guy? I this guy, I like him a mobility. lot. Yeah. We think, right? You know, you know, from everything that we've seen. Spring ball wise. But it's just it hasn't it hasn't ever materialized. The so. short answer I think there is there's really not a good answer beyond like everything you just said. If he hasn't cracked the rotation there or here, Probably there's a good reason why, and I wouldn't expect that to change this week, right? I mean, there's no real good reason that we can give because you haven't seen him play live snaps at Oklahoma, right? I mean, there's nothing tangible to say that it's a bad option for OU, but there's also nothing tangible to say it's a good option right. for OU. And that's sort of the thing with, I guess, any of these quarterbacks not named Davis Bevel, right? General Booty. I mean, what makes you confident that he's going to come in and play well? Nick Evers, outside of the fact, you know, I've been sitting here trumpeting, get him ready to go this week, and I still feel that way. But beyond being a four-star recruit, there's nothing that we've seen that would indicate that Nick Evers is ready for this moment. That's the reality of it, right? I mean, <laughs> beyond Dylan Gabriel and Davis Bevel, we don't know That's at right. the quarterback position. Um. It's 11.46. It's the Plank Show. Um, we're, we're rolling through the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. A couple of others here that caught my eye. Uh, Joel and Chandler. Defense has been less than average for years. Wait, hold on. Did I get that right? Is Are you Joel Chandler in Arizona or are you Joel and Chandler, Arizona? Very perplexed by our labeling here. And I think it's all my fault, too. Anyway, defense has been elite. I'm sorry. Defense has been less than average for years. 
We've always had an elite quarterback bail us out. Strange to think this is just mentality and assignment in defense. Secondly, Bevel cannot be our best, uh, second best option. Give us Evers or Bowen if he really is the second option. Uh, the problem is bigger than we could even imagine. Agreed. Totally Maybe so. agree. Maybe so. But if listen, there is if there is one thing that the book of Ted has been consistent on so far into the preseason and into now, it was this. If Dylan Gabriel gets hurt, we're in trouble. We're in big trouble. What's the great line from the Indianapolis Colts offensive coordinator during the Peyton Manning era, Tom Moore? Someone asked him, I think it's Tom Moore. Someone had asked him, why isn't Jim Sorge getting more reps? Jim Sorge was the longtime backup quarterback for Peyton Manning. Tom Moore always had his reading glasses, took his reading glasses off, and looked at that reporter and said, well, here's the deal. If Peyton Manning gets hurt, we're effed. (laughs) It's a great quote. And I'm not in the business of practicing being effed. So it's just it's the reality of it. Oh, you need to have more depth. They got uh, sure they absolutely do. But we all we all know we all knew that if something happened to Dylan Gabriel, his team would be in a lot of trouble at the quarterback position, right? Yeah. Are, are you basically saying that Levy missed an opportunity to begin this week? That basically he should have just come out and said, <laughs> "Look, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna come clean with you right here." Right we now. don't practice effed. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies to my pastor, but that's the best way I can put it. All right, um, yeah. Gotcha. Where's the show? The show for a show that's supposed to be full of doom and gloom has absolutely rolled. So let's get a break. We'll come back and wrap it up next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Hey, a reminder to our uh, Tulsa peeps: I'll be up in the nine one eight tonight from six until ah whenever. Talking Sooner football and basketball and softball and baseball and volleyball will be uh, and gymnastics will be at the um, Billy Sims inside the Farm Shopping Center. Very cool. Farm Shopping Center, by the way, in an unsolicited advertisement, always had the best Mazio's lunch buffet. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. I got Mazio's yesterday. Did you really? I did. Are the lunch buffets back now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got one. We could go over here. It, literally, any time we finish the show, we could go over here and, and grab a buffet. Well, I'm just going to be real honest with you. Once I start, I don't stop, and I usually pay for it the rest of the day. So it's um, love the Mazio's buffet. Yeah. Well, one of these times we can do that. I would love to. I would love to. And then you'd be like, my gosh. No, I mean, I think you're going to see me. You know, eat a lot as well, so it's no big deal. Last year, I kind of had like a mini Mazio's endorsement on the Sooner Radio Network, but I I must not have done a good job. When does practice start for Coach Moser and Coach Baranchek? Think they're underway? Oh, they're already going? Yeah, I think they're rolling. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we got what? Next uh, next month, they'll tip off the exhibitions and get going, right? Um, Yeah, we got a little update from the Brent Venables presser that I think is going to make you very happy. You ready? Brent Finnables said that freshman Nick Evers is one of the quarterbacks getting reps this week. Mm. He should be. Has improved greatly in the last month. Mentioned, quote, future freaks 
sessions Thursdays with young guys scrimmaging and Evers handling things well. <laughs> so are they just getting it set for he's he's playing this game? No, no, that's a because to me, if you play Davis Bevel, you're you're waving the white flag. Brent Venables didn't get specifics of Billy Bowman's injury, but said it's the first time he's been hurt in his career. He's not an injury prone guy. Thankful it's not worse than it's been. I want to be at these future freaks sessions at OU practice. Maybe that's where we need to go to feel good about it. Uh, hey, Jane Gibson, he had a chance to make a play Saturday. Had a ball go off his fingertips. I, Nick Anderson looked like he got dinged up again late in that game. I know Rodney's brother's been battling a bit of a – he's been battling a bit of an issue. But, you know, we'll see. What's that very smallly written thing? Just the thing that the excusinators have been using that all these great coaches in their first year stunk, even though OU won 11 games last year, so it's not like this program's in the same position as any of these other programs were. Um, yeah, I, and I don't think you can – so the, – The Dave Aranda one, throw that one away. Yeah, that's – I mean, it – they're all right. I mean – so, yeah, it's all accurate, but the, the situations of the programs are totally different. Georgia's not. Georgia was a nine-win program, a ten-win program when Kirby Smart took over. That one fits. I, I was doing a little research on this, and basically it says Saban, Alabama, six and six, OU seven and five. I mean, that's Britain. What Stoops took over in his first year was. I mean, we were excited to go to a bowl game around the Sooner Nation, peeps. And Mike Gundy's first year wasn't anything to write home about either. And he took over for a Les Miles team that was going to bowl games. So, oh, he's got Mike Gundy on there, four and seven. Yeah, I just, um, I don't know. Absolutely unbelievable. I'm sorry, Cam. I'd, I'd like to get on board with that, but I just, you're just not going to get that from me. <laughs> Bob, where the freaks at? Holla, if you. Hear me. It's a big Papa Punk preference. Scott uh, Steiner, big Papa Punk. I personally like the Steiner brothers better with their wrestling headgear. But when Scott Steiner got juiced out of his mind, it was something else. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, all See you guys back here tomorrow in studio. We'll have the Brent Venables presser. In fact, Steelman and Thune all over it next right here on The Ref.